Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The West Cork Sports Star Awards, live from the Celtic Ross Hotel in Roscarbury on C103. I'm Paul McNamara. This is the West Cork Sports Star Awards, and we are live from the Celtic Ross Hotel in Ross Carberry this evening, recognising the best in sporting achievements here from the region of West Cork. In the next hour, we're going to meet some of the monthly award winners from the West Cork Sports Star Awards over the year of 2019. Now, you can text us this evening if there's someone here you want to wish best of luck to. You can text us to text the word West, followed by your message to 0862 103 103. Or if you're on Twitter, you can tweet us at C103Cork using the hashtag West Cork Sports Star Awards. But I want to start off, first of all, this evening and meet some of our monthly award winners. And we're going to start off in September because our September award winner here in Ross Carberry went to Emer Minahan of Skibbereen Rugby Club and, of course, of Munster's Women's Rugby as well. Uh, she was recognised for her part in Munster's interprovincial success and Emer is here with me this evening. Emer, good evening to you. Hi, good evening. You had a great year last year, Emer, for you personally and indeed for your involvement with Munster. Uh, talking to people involved within Munster and indeed within Irish Rugby, they yeah. said you were impressed in every game in the tournaments. I'm sure when you hear something like that, it does spur you on yeah. to keep going in the game. Yeah, it really does hit home when you hear that. Um, hearing so many people egging you on the sidelines and hearing such wonderful remarks about your own game, you know, it really does hit home and it motivates you to keep going and play the best of your ability, yeah. And within some of those games, but one game in particular, you picked up the Spirit of Munster Awards. So yeah. that was a big thing to pick up uh, from Munster and indeed from women's sports in general because they're, they're hard war awards to pick up. Oh, yeah, they really are. You know, in the final when I picked up that award, it was like a immense, you know, personal achievement to get that. You know, it wasn't only recognising my own talent for rugby, but it was also recognising that, you know, girls do have a part to play, you know, and the achievements within girls sports will be recognised as well. So it was really, really, you know, good to get that. And there was a lot of achievements because I know a lot of the Ron Robin games, they, they were lost them basically, but yeah. and then they were lost to Ulster, Connacht and Leinster. Yeah. But then you went to the particular semi-final and Leinster were a very fancy team. They were, and yeah. And they were a very strong team as well. Yeah. And you went along and you beat them. I know it was, you know, it was kind of a dream country, you know. It was one of the best memories I would have taken from the whole, you know, series. Mm-hmm. Um, having them beating us and put put us at the bottom of the pool, you know, in the last round Robin game, to go up and beat them on their home turf was really, you know, something else. It was a win in itself, you know. 
And is it tough then from losing the round robin games and the pressure you had that particular day? Because I was yeah. speaking to your friends and family on the night in September, and no one knew what would happen. But yeah. I suppose the pressure was off you in a way as well. So the people just presumed Linster were going to win this. Was that a factor, or, or what? what do I you think suppose you on? when people, you know, you know, expect Lencer to win, mm. it kind of instills a bit of extra motivation in you to prove them wrong. And especially, you know, throughout the course of the summer, we had such intense trainings that we knew we had it in us, and you know, we knew that we were good enough to get to the final. And you know, with that motivation, you know, kind of drove us on. And then there was a lot of other wins across the year for you personally as well. But just look at the team of Munster. There's a lot of others, Emer, from West Cork playing alongside you and involved in other roles in Munster. Yeah. Why is that? Is that because the way rugby has progressed here and the investment into rugby in West Cork? Yeah, initially there was, you know, there was a great spark and like interest in rugby within the yeah. girls. And when we all started playing, you know, it kind of spread like a domino effect, you know, and you'd say to your friends and the more people you have supporting that, you know, the women's rugby in West Cork, you know, it grows and with that the skills you know in West Cork grows as well and is it tough for women to get into the, the rugby level that you're at now and to go higher up is that becoming easier because for a while we heard how tough it was for women to get involved at that level of you sports you know yeah it was hard for a while but at the start now you know we've got a new women's development team in Skib mm-hmm. and we have players of all you know levels you know of skill and we have newcomers who have no rugby background and then we have people like you know myself from the eight of us who played at Munster so with the mix of levels you know you each strive to reach the best of your ability so you know once you start playing together you know everyone kind of comes together as a team and one thing I like about these particular awards is it's it's very local it's very West Cork but it shows the commitment from players because you're travelling from a a very far west area of the county into the city and beyond for training so there's a big commitment there how do you because you're in UCC uh, studying at the moment so you're mixing college with sporting life (laughs) Uh, how how does that go for you and indeed for others playing is that tough do you find it tough training it was tough at the start but then I realised that it kind of gave me a leeway and you know um this kind of way I could just escape the chaotic, you know, <laughs> new hectic lifestyle that I had to adapt to. Um, and so, you know, you train, every, you come down to Skibreen, you train, and then you go up and I'm training at ECC at the moment as well. So it kind of gives you, you know, an opportunity to just relax and just chill back with your friends as well as, you know, training. <laughs> and it's an outlet. Yeah, yeah it is. And yeah. how was with UCC, Robbie, how, how was training going there? Um, it's going well, you know, I'm getting to know some of the girls and I'd know them from, you know, playing just the club teams and yeah, it's, you know, future is bright for you to see. <laughs> and speaking of the future, what are the plans for this year? I mean, you had a very successful yeah. year last year. What is the outlook for this year for Emer? Uh, hopefully I can improve on my skills and that's kind of the main reason I kind of keep going is to improve on everything but for a short term um, I'm going to Edinburgh next next weekend with ECC so um, that'll be in my you know short term rugby that's short term yeah. rugby yeah. rugby side of things well, yeah. <laughs> oh, whatever happens anyway well done becoming so our September award winner and well done in everything last year I'm no doubt we'll hear more from you across <laughs> 2020 for the moment thanks for joining us this evening thanks here so in Ross Carby there's our September award winner at the West Cork Sports Star Awards Emer Menahan from the world of rugby and her uh, part in women's monster rugby now let's move on to the sport of kickboxing and tony stevenson a well-known kickboxer in west cork and he did a lot of success as well uh, this
this year. Tony joins me here in our studio in Ross Carberry. Tony, a very good evening to you. Uh, good evening to you too. Well, Tony, you uh, had a big year, uh, winning gold in the World Kickboxing Championship, and you trained so hard to achieve this. First of all, t- tell us about the training strategy, because uh, kickboxing, no stranger here to West Cork is that particular sport, but just tell us about your, your training level. Um, so I've been doing kickboxing now for 22 years. I've been training with my uh, trainer, Ian Kingston. So uh, to give you a breakdown of my training and the program leading into the World Championships, I was training five to six days a week. Um, on top of that, leading into the last eight weeks, I was cutting weight for the welterweight division. Um, some weekends then I'd be doing training camps or small competitions around Ireland. We made three international competitions before the World Championships. So there's an awful lot of preparation going into my training and, and my team's training as well. Is that tough? You mentioned there about getting the correct weight <coughs> for a particular level. It must be very tough to, to actually lose any weight and make sure you're at the correct level of weight, is it? Um, th- like, there's a right way of doing it and there's a, there's <laughs> a wrong, wrong way. way. Wrong way, <laughs> like I've, done, I've done both now. Um, th- like I do it slow um, and I take my time and I make sure I have um, the, the right advice taken on board and everything's done over an eight-week to ten-week period. And... Um, that, that way it's not just a jump, you know, you, oh. you climb down slowly and, and that way it's not such a shock to the system, as well as that training slightly tapers down too, so I'm managing my energy levels and getting more sleep as well on top of it, so yeah, it's, it, there's a right way of doing it and there's a wrong way of doing it, so I think I did it the right way this year. <laughs> well, certainly you did it this year. Yeah. What was it like for you in the particular World Kickboxing Championships this year and then the very final result of you getting gold? Um, it was really good. I... I felt like I was, I've, I've been there so many times before, have, yeah. I've fought so many times for Ireland now, so um, the mental preparation was there, like as in, I did an awful lot of visualizations, especially before I came up against my second opponent, the world champion from Russia, I, I imagined myself fighting him so many times before actually stepping on the mat that when I did, it was like my body went into this um, autopilot and it was, I just, I fought my best fight ever, so um, I guess you're always going to be a bit nervous before you go in to compete. I have someone uh, as, a, as a coach as, as well-renowned as Ian uh, who's known me since I was six. Um, so he knows me inside now. He knows when uh, is to get me fired up or when is to calm me down. And we went in there with every fight with a with a with a correct plan that we followed through on. And um, yeah, it just everything everything clicked. Everything was perfect. No injuries. The diet was right. And then on the day, I was so excited and thrilled to be there. And once I got stuck in, I just got focused and. The thing is, like thinking back on it, I can't actually remember what happened. I just went in the flow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Kind of just yeah. naturally, everything came together when you were there. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it was yeah, some of my best performances ever, definitely. And that paid off because you, you got oh, the gold. Yeah, yeah. The the I was so tired though at the yeah. end. Yeah. Uh, I remember because we couldn't see the scoreboards when I was fighting the Italian in the final, and I knew it was close. And I got one minus point for an exit out the area, and. Uh, I, I just kind of everyone was screaming it was one of those fights everyone was off their seat on and at the end uh, I only won on a single point but I didn't know I'd won until I saw Ian my coach run onto the mat and he had this big hug for me and I couldn't even stand up I fell over and he was like get up go on you know you're world champion now so well done and you know and, and, and smile and, and stand up and be proud so uh, there, there was um, there was that moment of oh my god I did it and it was all at once when I saw my trainer so it was 
And you, you've been here before over 10 years ago, so does, this, does it mean more now this time around oh, again? Yeah, yeah. completely. Uh, why is that? Um, last time I won when I was uh, doing my leaving, sir, I won the seniors when I was still in my leaving, sir. I was, uh, I was only young. Uh, I was very young. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was 28 now. I was very, I was very lucky to get the results I got. Um, I did work hard for it, but I definitely fought more like a man like an adult man mm. this time there was um, things were done properly like you know saying before about the diet and the weight cut and you know um, uh, the mistakes I learned over the last 10 years really helped me prepare for this time around and just meant way more I have, I have a family now I have, I have a, a young daughter at home and um, life just gives me more perspective and um, it just felt more right it you're just, more mature as well I suppose yeah Definitely. That plays a big part. So you, you've topped the world when it comes to kickboxing in 2020, what, or 2019 even. What are the plans now for 2020 um, for you? There's uh, talk about a pro fight on, and even bringing one down to West Cork if we oh. can. So likes of bringing that Russian guy down yeah. or possibly the German or the Italian I fought in the final. So uh, doing a world pro title fight down here would be amazing. But there's also possibility of the combat games or uh, going for the Europeans. Now, I don't feel too keen on going to the Europeans I feel more uh, like I like the ideas more of uh, trying to get qualified for the combat um, the combat games which is one tier below the Olympics or doing the t- uh, world title pro fight down in uh, either in Cork or West Cork well that would be amazing if, if that fight did come to West Cork yeah it would be really cool be really big, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, best of luck with that and keep us informed on how that goes of course I did mention at the start that uh, West Cork itself is no stranger to kickboxing because Lily Delacour has also won oh, here yeah, yeah. over the years and I'm sure you, you would know Lily and you Maybe you've trained together over the years oh, as well. Yeah, I've so known Lily since she was five or six. Oh, so, yeah. So <laughs> Lily's like my little sister. She's uh, she's amazing. We've been away and fought so many times. She was away out in Bosnia with me as well, and really unlucky with her in the final. She she walked away with a silver, but like she's a fantastic athlete. She is so dedicated and just a lovely personality to be around. You know. Excellent. Well, Tony, well done to you. Thank Best you. of luck for 2020. Hopefully that fight does come here to West Cork. And lovely. Yeah, it'll be a, a, amazing and huge achievement uh, for West Cork. And thanks for joining us this evening Thank here uh, live in Ross Carby. this is the West Cork Sports Star Awards we are live from the Celtic Ross Hotel in Ross Carberry on this Saturday evening we're with you just until 7 o'clock and if you want to get in contact with us there's someone here who is up for an award this evening you can text us text the word WEST Followed by your message to 0862-103-103. Of course, uh, after seven, we are crossing live to Crow Park because uh, there's a big game there this evening involving our East Cork team. It's the AIB Hurling All-Ireland Intermediate Club Championship Final. Fawther O'Neill's are taking on Tullerone of Kilkenny. At the moment, they're in the lead. It's Fawther O'Neill's 1-4, Tullerone of Kilkenny, four points. And we'll keep you up to date on that game across the next half an hour here at C103. On the way, though, after the break, we're going to catch up with what wasn't with the Biggest GAA stories this year in West Cork. More on that next. The West Cork Sports Star Awards, live from the Celtic Ross Hotel in Roscarbury on C103. And welcome back. Yes, we are live from the Celtic Ross Hotel in Ross Carberry here on C103 across West Cork. And it is, of course, meeting uh, some of the monthly award winners that we are speaking to this evening here between now and seven. And one of those is Joe O'Sullivan because it was a big year last year for St. James's GAA Club. They won the West Cork Junior A Football Championship final and Joe captains the actual team. And he was one of our September monthly award winners. And Joe joins me here in our 
studio in Ross Carberry. Also joining Joe, we have Nabs with the manager player Alan O'Shea as well. We'll get to Alan in a while. But first of all, Joe, as I mentioned there, a big year for you guys. Not only tonight um, you're going to be honoured with the team of the year here at the Celtic Ross Hotel, but also winning that particular final. It was just the talk of West Cork's GAA, wasn't it? Yeah, I suppose uh, for our club, uh, being in our first Junior A football, uh, West Cork final, it was a big day for us over in uh, Tim League. And I suppose the crowd was probably 70% of St. James following the, the underdog, as they would say. Yeah. Um, and I suppose when the final whistle went, it was the scenes afterwards were surreal. It was huge because I think people weren't too sure how the game would go. It was very tight because at, at, at points there was only a few uh, points between Banascarthy and yourselves and in the end you went out. I mean, Alan, for yourself, uh, being a, a manager and player of the team and seeing the guys who have been playing together for a long, long time, it was something very special. Oh yeah, it was very yeah, very special altogether. Um, a lot of lads there are in their mid-30s. Hmm. They probably thought it was gone, but they got over the line and they got to the final and did it. And a huge historic achievement for the club as well. Oh, it's brilliant. This is huge. What it done for this club now, it's, it's hopefully it'll kick on now. Young, there's good young lads coming through and drive on hopefully and Joe as we know then the whole of West Cork got behind you uh, following that particular win you went on to the county final but Kilchanig won out uh, in the end over you uh, what was, I mean obviously that was a disappointment but was the West Cork one the ultimate goal that actually had won that or would you have liked to go on further after Kilchanig what was the view there from the players point of view uh, well I suppose the start of your goal was to, um, to, to try to win the West Cork um, and then when he won the West Cork, we celebrated on the that night and obviously on the Monday. And then Alan got us together on the Wednesday. And uh, as a group, we came together and said, we might be here again. So we might as well give uh, the county a good rattle. And uh, I think we did our, we did our best. We, to, we lost to a, a very good Kishani team who had a couple of inter-county players. And we, can, we can't have any, uh, we don't have any regrets. And Alan, you mentioned there about players being in there in the mid-30s. What's the plan for this year? I mean, is there players going to retire? Will you have a new team? Or do you have any idea what's going to happen oh. across 2020? No, not hope, no. We have a panel of 40 now. They've all joined. <laughs> they've all. Yeah. We have 50-year-olds okay. and everything back with us. <laughs> They're already joining up, They're so already joining up, yeah. <laughs> And Joe, you're happy to, to have a big extensive panel like that? <laughs> yeah. It's plenty to choose yeah. from anyway. Yeah, um, I suppose uh, you can't keep Anoche off football pitch for more than a month, so we're, we're back yeah. training now last week. Uh, yeah, look, it's great. I suppose I've probably been one of the youngest of the last couple of years, but uh, there's a few more young lads after joining us this year, and uh, it just gives more motivation as a group when you're training in January and you're doing the sprints and you see fellas that are younger coming through and they're, they're looking to get on the team. It kind of uh, brings you forward more. And defend the title? Is that one of your aims? Uh, look, we were hoping to uh, we'll try to send the long grass again this year, but uh, okay. of course that's one of our aims. And Joe, just tell me about yourself, because I was reading, um, I know you were, you were telling myself and Kieran McCarthy, who's the sports editor of the Southern Star, how you got into uh, at this particular GA uh, and got into St. James's. And you were telling your parents that, were you telling them you weren't going training or you were going training? Because they thought you mightn't be capable of playing. They thought the physique mightn't be the one. But tell us that particular story. Uh, I, uh, look, they just thought I was going to under 21 training. <laughs> But uh, there they copped on after a while that it was, it was junior training and sure uh, they couldn't do any good with them I just kept them going <laughs> you were involved in but they're proud of you now yeah hopefully no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the end will be here tonight very proud of you uh, so uh, the year ahead um, Alan you, you said you have plenty to choose from now there big panel uh, are you confident I said it to Joe he's hoping that they'll you'll be in the long grass are you confident for any uh, any major title again this year in West Cork 
we'll concentrate in the first round and we'll see yeah. how it goes then. And then you'll hopefully yeah. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. You'll yeah. fight on though. We'll fight on yeah. No better men. Yeah. It's obviously brought the community by the way in our field rath barry together as well, hasn't it? Yeah, I suppose uh, Not that it wasn't together, but no, it's, yeah, yeah. Brought, uh, it's brought it together more. Yeah, I suppose the signs coming when you're going through the parish of Arthur and Rathbury, seeing all the signs and support from the local uh, as players and of uh, management and mm. it just really it brought us it brought us together and uh, yeah, it really spurs on. Very good. Well, well done again, guys. Uh, best of luck tonight, and well done on getting what you did last year, achieving in West Cork, but also a winning team of the year tonight here at the Celtic Ross Hotel. Thanks for joining Thanks. us. Thanks. Thank Alan O'Shea and indeed Joe Sullivan from St. James's GA Club here in West Cork. Now, uh, one man who can't be here tonight, the reason is his family were here a few minutes ago to my right. They're, they're going to get ready, but that, of course, is Conor Horahan. He it couldn't be here because he was playing today with Aston Villa. Now, they drew against Brighton, Ohove, Albion. They drew one all. Uh, Connor did end up getting a yellow card in that particular match. Anyhow, that's the reason he is not here. But he had a fantastic year. The man that went from the Town Park in Bandon to the Premier League, of course, also a Republic of Ireland international midfielder. And he won the award in May after he started in Aston Villa's promotion to the Premier League. And, of course, in doing so, uh, Connor Horahan has become West Cork's first ever Premier League footballer so no surprise he has continued to excel and has seven goals for Villa this season is, is their actually second top uh, scorer he also of course scored a stunner and in the um, and this was the, the winning free kick of course in the Republic of Ireland uh, match against uh, Georgia in the Euro 2020 qualifier that of course was last March so uh, even though he's not here Connor did speak to Villa TV about this particular season he spoke about the challenges that are ahead for him for 2019 and 2020 and also from moving to League 2 to the Premier League yeah, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm quite, you know, very pleased about that. Um, you know, I've worked tirelessly every single day for five years. I'm one of them lads who, you know, one of the first in and last out every single day. You know, take huge pride in, in, in working hard uh, every day to make the most of every day. And, uh, you know, uh, I suppose this contract and heading into the Premier League is, is a little reward for myself for, for all the hard work. It's not something we see too often. What's been the key to that constant progression and improvement? Yeah, listen, yeah, it's, that's, that's, that's kind of my secret. You know, I always think hard work gets you the rewards. Like you said, over the last five years, um, you know, I've, I've left no stone unturned, done everything possible to, to reach a point like this. Um, so, like you said, um, quietly pleased, but, um, you know, a lot more hard work to go. How excited now to test yourself at this level and what's required to make that step up? Yeah, listen, it's, it's not going to be easy. Um, you know, there's a huge gap between the Championship and, and the Premier League. Uh, you know, we won't be naive heading, in, heading into the Premier League. We know it's going to be tough. Um, you know, but I'm looking forward to it. I've always had challenges over my career. Um, you know, to go from League 2 to, to the Premier League isn't easy at all. You know, there's been ups and downs, challenges along the way. And I always seem to be able to rise to the challenge. And uh, I feel like this one will be no different. It's hugely exciting. It's what I've worked hard for. It's, it's, uh, it will be, it'll be terrific to test myself and against, against the kind of players. Um, you know, hugely exciting, exciting season ahead, and uh, just looking forward to testing myself. It's it's the unknown for me, but like I said before, um, you know, I've risen to every challenge, and I'm sure this will be no different. Your biggest challenge yet? Yeah, without doubt. You know, I've I've always wanted to test myself at the highest level. You know, I, I had a little taste of it, I suppose, international levels at a very high level of football, but I think the Premier League might that might be that little bit more. So, um, it will be a huge challenge, but you know, one I'll be ready for. The West Cork Sports Star Awards live from the Celtic Ross Hotel in Roscarbery. On C103. 
Yes, and that, of course, was Conor Horahan there. He was one of our monthly award winners. And as you heard there, he, of course, doing so well. And West Cork's first ever player in the Premier League. Well done to Conor. And his family will be here tonight representing him in Ross Carberry. Now let's move on to the world of rowing, which, of course, is very strong here in West Cork. And Fintan McCarthy of Skibbering Rowing Club is the August winner at the West Cork Sports Star Awards for winning gold with Polo Donovan at the World Rowing Championships. Fintan, you smiled the whole way through the monthly awards in August. You're still smiling tonight. Uh, what in a great uh, year it was for you in 2019 and what an achievement of winning gold along with Paul. Yeah, um, probably still not over. To be <laughs> I don't think you yeah. are, no. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just been training hard since then, but yeah, keeping the, keeping the end goal in mind and and mentioning the goal there, you were telling me that at the monthly awards, of course, that has spurred you on now for this particular year, the Olympics in Tokyo, um, and you wanting to perform there again. What are the, the stages and what are the plans so far for that? Um, well, we've been on a few training camps so far this winter. Uh, we went, we've been down to Seville in Spain two or three times for some tough training. So I think we go back there again. We've our indoors and we've our indoor championships and another set of trials coming up. And then we're back to Spain after that before the last set of trials in March, which should kind of decide the last two who will go to go to the World Cups before Tokyo. So, Okay, yeah. and you've qualified for Tokyo, am I right? Yeah, yeah that's qualified. qualified. Yeah. It's so just the figuring out the two who are going to sit in it. So. I guess you're yeah. <laughs> sitting in the actual vote, yeah. And you hope that will be still you and Paul? Hopefully, yeah. We'll Hopefully it will goal. be. So there's, um, there's five of us going for it, so oh, okay, so it'll be tough. A lot of competition. Yeah. And are all those five local? Uh, yeah. All, all Skibberian? Myself, Jake, Shane Driscoll. Oh, so it's all. Um, and Gary and Paul, obviously. So, okay, yeah. so it's all Skibberian, so a lot of competition there for, for that particular boat. Exactly, yeah. uh, and yourself now, are you finished with college now? So can you totally devote yourself to, to rowing yeah. this year? Yeah, so I graduated in October. So yeah, the last few months have been training mostly and it'll be training until August or September and then see what happens after that. I haven't put much thought into it yet. And now I was ringing you during the week and I was getting the foreign dial tone when you were answering yeah. me. So you were obviously away training this week. Tell us about a typical day for you at the moment when it comes to training for rowing because speaking to the lads over the last few years, uh, they tell us that they have to keep training because if they stop uh, their hands, their arms, it has an effect on them. So just talk us through a typical day uh, for you. Yeah, um... Yeah, it's pretty pretty hard going at the moment. You know, it's during the winter, so we're still getting the long long mileage and setting the base, uh, getting the base kind of foundation fitness there for the more intense sessions during the summer. So we'd be doing anything between uh, 30 to 50k on the water day with a weight session thrown in. So that might be split into two sessions on the water and a, and a weight session. So, yeah, it's a lot, a lot in that. Yeah, else. and obviously you're watching your diet and everything like that as well. That's all factored into it. Yeah, well, because you're doing so much, you can kind of get away, especially in the winter, with okay. with eating <laughs> whatever you want. Especially to over eat. Christmas. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, you get away with it. Uh, and just for the year ahead, we know what you're trying to achieve, and hopefully you will achieve. But the world of rowing has become a huge success, and that really is down to what has been happening at Skibbereen Rowing Club and to you guys. I mean, you've spurred on so many other people uh, to get involved in rowing. Have you seen that yourself uh, when you were around visiting rowing clubs and when you were competing? Have people said that to you, that they have got involved in rowing because of what you have achieved yourself with Paul last year and indeed Skibbereen Rowing? 
Well, maybe not that, but definitely at home you'd see, you know, there's a lot um, there's a lot more youngsters coming through the club and, you know, it's nice when they, they kind of come to you for advice, especially kind of the junior boys and girls at the moment. It's nice to kind of, like, be in the position that we were, or, you know, you remember kind of looking up to people when you were younger, yeah. so it's nice to kind of be... A, in that position now kind of giving back so you remember when you were trying to break yeah, in exactly. and how hard it was and yeah. you can you can do that and we all remember that on television uh, that particular race where you won the gold and the very final few minutes and I mean everybody's heart was in their mouths no one knew how it was going to happen then you just flew up ahead of them so watching that is, is, is really a spur on for any young child or any young kid listening this evening uh, and listening to yourself well done Finton you're, you're an honour to the club you're smiling away <laughs> right through the awards again this evening so thank you for joining Thanks us very much. best of luck uh, sure. with everything this year hopefully you, you make the boat and uh, you, yeah. you have more success I'm sure again in the world and indeed in Tokyo thanks very much thanks, thanks. Johnny it's Fintan McCarthy there from the world of rowing this is C103 across West Cork we are live from the Celtic Ross Hotel in Ross Carberry for the West Cork Sports Star Awards the banquet gets underway here just after 7 o'clock this evening and uh, we will be honouring all uh, the various monthly award winners who were honoured over the last year on the way I mentioned GEA-wise about the big year it was for St. James's. In soccer terms, there was another big win for the local soccer club, Toher Celtic. We'll hear about that very shortly. But I have to give you an update on what is happening in Crow Park before we go to a break because in the AIB Hurling All-Ireland Intermediate Club Championship Final, Forder O'Neill's have taken on Tullerone of Kilkenny. Uh, at half-time, it seems to be Forder O'Neill's 1-6, Tullerone 2-5. That's the half-time score there. Live commentary from 7 o'clock. But up next, we'll hear about that 22-year wait for a West Cork Soccer Club in the West Cork League. The West Cork Sports Star Awards, live from the Celtic Ross Hotel in Roscarbury on C103. And good evening. We are live here across C103 in West Cork at the Celtic Ross Hotel for the West Cork Sports Star Awards. And we continue to meet some of the monthly award winners. And now, as I mentioned, a big year it was for Torre Celtic in the West Cork League, ending their 22-year wait in the Beamers Cup glory they had in a dramatic victory over Drina Rangers and the Baltimore Road. Ian Crowley captained that side to success, and he joins me this evening. Ian, good evening to you. Oh, yeah. You were our April monthly award winner. Uh, it must have been some celebration for you guys back in April with that particular win. Yeah, it was nice now, all right. Uh, 22 years is a long time to be waiting to win such a competition for the likes of ourselves. And yeah, we, are, we celebrated. Then, thank God, it was a good old crack now. <laughs> Big celebrations. And the club itself, I mean, it must have given the club such a boost. 22 year wait is a long time. And when you look at other clubs in the West Cork League, some are very successful. You can nearly guess who might win some years. So, for yourselves, I mean, it must have been frustrating, but still, to get to that point, it was a huge challenge for you. Yeah, um, there's good tour teams have come before and unfortunately didn't win anything. To just nice that we were able to break the duck really because we're a small club and to win anything it's hard so we're just happy that we were able to do it pull it off and you mentioned there about being a small club how do clubs like yourselves now in many rural areas how are you doing with players because I know some areas uh, whether it's GA or soccer find it tough how is Torre Celtic doing? Um, to be honest we're just getting slack like a lot of clubs in West Cork now have uh, teams at every age under all the way up Underage, we are every two years, and we don't have an under 16 team. We're just keeping going as good as we can, hopefully, keeping a couple of young fellas coming through to keep the show going. 
Yeah, and uh, you mentioned under-18s there. You you had a few successes last year, didn't you, with the under-18s as well? Yeah, under day one as well. Yeah. Uh, so, it is, uh, you know, first small club again. It is brilliant to win anything and just have two in, in quick succession. It was better again. Mm. And um, we're just hoping that a couple of them younger fellas will keep playing and come into the junior setup and make us stronger compete again well hopefully they will I mean what's the plan this year for you guys are you going to defend the title that's the plan and um, we must, we're playing Drina you now in the first round of it so get over them is the first job and we'll see where we go from there again well Ian best of luck whatever happens uh, for this year uh, I'm sure you'll do well and well done on the success in 2019 that's Ian Crowley there from Toher Celtic now I'm joined by one of West Cork greatest sports people that is Noel Feely uh, Noel good evening to you and welcome to, to the uh, Celtic Ross Hotel in Ross Carberry evening lads uh, you surprised everyone earlier this year when you announced that you were going to retire some people thought you, you might continue on for another while but you've had such a uh, successful career uh, it saw you rank up over 1,350 victories between 1998 and 2019 including of course uh, almost 30 grade 1 winners and 7 Cheltenham successes that is some records to even say I mean, I mean you must be looking back in your career going how did all that happen how did I achieve this obviously by a lot of hard training uh, but you, you must be very proud yeah look a, a fantastic career um when I set out and went, went to England in uh, 1998, I'd have been happy with um, any one of those successes, yeah. pretty much. But um, look, I had, I had a great run of it, um, a, lot of, a lot of good horses along the way. And um, you say it was a big shock to a lot of people, but I was 43, so I don't think it was that big shock to, to me anyway. It was, you know, it, was, it was coming to an age where I just thought you know, the training was getting harder, the injuries... Um, were harder to come back from. It was just harder keeping the body in shape, and uh, you know I was feeling the pinch a bit, and I just couldn't see myself going through another another summer getting back fit again for another season. It was getting harder and harder, and um, that was the reason why I decided to. And you know I, I'd had enough. Yeah, and I know you mentioned your age here. I think people, because of your success, they wanted you to continue, regardless of what age you were. And that was probably the big reason they were surprised. I mean, you won the champion hurdle at Cheltenham with Rock and Ruby in 2012, and then back-to-back wins in the King George VI. I mean, there's a lot of wins there I'm speaking about. Is there any particular win that stands out for you over the years? I suppose the King George was, was a race I grew up watching St. Stephen's Day. Myself and my brothers would be out singing the rain, uh, singing the rain and we'd, we'd be pulling into houses along the way to, uh, to watch the King George. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a famous race um, watching D- Desert Orchid and horse like that win it and you have to be going into it with a horse with a chance you know I was amazed by that and then um, to win it twice that was that was a fantastic race but then any winner at Cheltenham is you know, always very important and mm. to win two champion hurdles a champion chase there's been so many so many great days it's hard to single out one you know yeah and you're obviously still involved in racing Cheltenham is coming up again in a few months I mean do you miss being in the field of racing or, or do you just now watch from the sidelines and, and obviously you're still involved in other bits and pieces in racing yeah I'm quite happy watching now um, a lot of the, lot of the lad, younger lads um, ring me now and looking for advice and I try to help them out a little bit um, but I'm still I'm still watching very close I enjoy watching it I don't miss the day to day riding um you know, obviously you miss the winning feeling in the big days, you miss them, but um, 
I don't, I don't miss the day-to-day grind, and um, I'm quite happy watching and helping some of the younger lads. Well, Noel, well done to you. A fantastic career, and well done on being the Hall of Fame here this evening at the Celtic Ross Hotel in Ross Carby with the West Cork Sports Star Thank Awards. You very much. That's Noel Feely there joining us from the world of racing. And we're going to go back to GA now, and Peter O'Driscoll was our August award winner. Uh, Peter, of course, of Illin Rovers, he was awarded because of inspirational role of captaining the Cork under-20 footballers in that All-Ireland success against Dublin in Port Leash. And Peter, a very good evening to you, and thanks for joining us. Oh, well, thank you. I'm not too sure if you were hunting the wren like, uh, like Noel was or not over Christmas, but celebrations, I'm sure, continues for you guys. It was great to see your team perform as a team on that particular day, and many say that happened because it was under your guidance. Um, yeah, I'd like to think so, and I, but, um, you know, no matter what game we played this year, and in A versus B games and everything, we were always a really tight unit on and off the field. So when it came to games like that, when the pressure was on, I had no doubt that the lads would be able to deal with it. And there was a big personal achievement from yourself as well with this captaining that particular team and winning against Dublin because a lot of people thought Dublin were doing so well in every strand of GAA that they were going to win this. Yeah, I suppose back in um, earlier in the year in the John Kearns, we we met Dublin in Port Leash in the back pitch and you know we we got we we got a draw out of it, but you know we felt we should have won on the day and. You know, they kind of showed our cards that day, and we, we said lads like Conor Callan and Damien Gore to come back to the fold, so, you know, we knew we had them in our back pocket if we needed them. And, you know, Dublin had a good start, but, you know, from, that, from then on, we were, we were on top. And looking into the Cork football now, looking ahead, I mean, looking at your team, you're very strong, all, your, all the players there and yourself. Do you think there's a good, strong future for Cork football, despite what has been set out there within media outlets and commentators and pundits who are not happy with Cork football? Looking at your performance, you would think there's a good, strong team ahead. Yeah, most definitely. You look at the success of the minors, our success, the seniors reaching the Super 8s, and you know, hopefully they get out of Division 3 now this year and get into the first-year cha- championship. And you know, a lot of our lads will push on, and hopefully they will have successful intercounty senior careers from from now on. And um, it'll be interesting to see. Well, Peter, best of luck to you. Um, 2020, do you think Cork can do it in 2020? Yeah, I don't see why not. They've, you know, they're putting in a lot of work, and you know, they have a good chance to anyone else. So, you know, why not? Why not Cork? Well, best of luck. Hopefully this year Cork can achieve it. We'll have to wait and see for the moment. Thanks for joining us. That was Peter Driscoll there from Cork GA, of course, for their big win uh, and also from Island Rovers, but for their big win with the under-20 footballers in that All-Ireland success against Dublin in Port Leash. On the way next, we're going to hear from the guest speaker this evening here at the West Cork Sport Awards. That is one of the Ireland's best-known sports persons. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. 
For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. He's Jackie Hurley. Uh, join us next after this break. The West Cork Sports Star Awards, live from the Celtic Ross Hotel in Roscarbury on C103. And from Roscarbury, we'll be crossing live to Crow Park shortly for second half coverage of the AIB Hurling All-Ireland Intermediate Club Championship Final. It's Fodder O'Neill's taking on Tullerone of Kilkenny at the moment. Uh, there, it's Fodder O'Neill's 4-8, Tullerone 2-9. Uh, live commentary very shortly coming up on that particular game. Bush, I'm still here in Roscarbury and I'm joined by two well-known sporting figures. Um, one national, one local, if we put it that, <laughs> put it that way. Uh, Jackie Hurley is joining me, one of Ireland best-known personalities. Jackie is the guest speaker here tonight at the awards from RT Sport, and I'm also joined by Con Downing, editor of the Southern Star, well-known local journalist as well. Welcome to you both. Thanks Thank for you. having us. First of all, Jackie, to yourself, I mean, you must be used to awards like this over the years, attending these ones. Are these more special? You're from Cork. Your mother has a Ross Carby connection. She's from Ross. Is it more special because of that? Yeah, and you know what? I've been trying to get to this one for years. Have you? Um, <laughs> I have, because it, I think these ones mean a lot. Because when you're from down here, you know these people, you hear about their stories all the time and you want to get to know them. But just inevitably, when you work weekends, it's very challenging to try to get down. But I had cleared the diary and I said to Helen, some year I'm going to make it happen. I'm really glad that finally I'm getting here. Because I hear great things as well about this award. I hear it's one of the best ones. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, you will. It is one of the best ones and you live a great night. I mean, you mentioned you are from Ballinahasic and the connection here to Ross Carberry. Uh, you're well known from in seeing the big and very special homecoming that was for Paul and Gary O'Donovan in Skibberine a number of years years ago. I mean, that was a huge event and a very magical event to be involved with. It was nuts, um, actually, because I'd know the lads and, you know, when you come home, I don't think they had any idea how big it was going to be, but when you go to your own parish and you bring an Olympic medal home and all of your family are there and people you went to primary school with, it was actually like everybody from West Cork just landed on the streets <laughs> yeah. that night. I don't think they even knew what to expect, but it was great. And look, isn't it lovely to have moments like that? Because even tonight, you see the breadth of the award winners. When somebody from your local town goes and does something like that on a global level like we were sharing a building with AP from America and ABC from Australia and they were like who are these boys like they're brilliant like they couldn't get over it and you know not only can you turn around and say yeah they're from my country and my county but they're from down the road from me and I know them and I went to school with their stepsister and you know those are the things that make you feel very proud to be from down here. It does and you mentioned the array of sports I mean this evening we've spoken to people from the sports of kickboxing to football to GAA to rugby
rugby. There's such a variety. And Con, you've known that you've been involved in this from day one, so you know the variety of sports that are here in West Cork that Jackie's speaking about. Yeah, it's massive, and uh, you know we're being spoiled to a certain extent because mm. during the past few years the caliber of the sports stars that we've been honouring has is after increasing greatly. You know, and uh, we really um, have very difficult choices to make in terms of uh, picking an overall winner from the uh, calibre of sports people we have. And Jackie, from the likes of broadcasting, and, and you go to and you cover a lot of national sports, would West Cork be kind of competing ahead of itself? When you look at Cork, first of all, and this is just a region of Cork, look into the various sports, I mean, would you say from a national perspective that we are ahead of our game and I, listen to Conda? I think so, yeah, because even when you hear that, like, you're always thinking, you know, do we have enough? Are we competing on the level? And you look at Dublin, and I know there's a lot of talk about finances, particularly mm. when it comes to the GAA. Yeah. But if you look at like the area around us and just even reeling off some of the award winners we are punching well above our weight down in West Cork I think it's something in particular with sports that we can be very proud of because look sometimes it's hard to compete in that landscape as well there's so much going on but when success happens that's what kicks it all on and I think we're, we're very proud to have had a lot of it down here and then from your own point of view Jackie just moving away from sports to the world of broadcasting people will recognise you from RTE television and also RTE radio and a lot of people still want to get into broadcasting and you yourself started in our sister station in Limerick yeah. at Live 95 and I was talking to Joe Nash oh, yeah. uh, who would have been working with you he's the presenter of our, our chat show in Limerick and uh, he knew that you would go far I mean was it tough because uh, you became the first female anchor uh, for the World Cup coverage uh, in 2018. So is, was it tough to get into the game from a female perspective, or did you find the training it, good and, and, and you were easy enough to rank? It, it was, but it was actually people like Joe Nash that made that difference. He was, like okay. a, he was a mentor to me, you know, where he just said, look, you can come down here, you can make mistakes, because, look, we all have to learn. Mm. And I think as well, it's, a, it's like a culture shift. Like, if you, if you said, like, 15 years ago, there wasn't as many women there, whereas now we're actually kind of two a penny, which is a good thing, because yeah. they're, they're not just out there in multiples, but they're good as well. Like, you look at the likes of Joanne Cantwell, Claire McNamara, Vanny Quillen, Sinead Kassan, Marie Crow. there's loads of them on a national level who are out there doing it on a weekly basis and that's what makes the difference so if I was a young girl coming into the landscape now I think I'd probably feel a lot different about it because you'd look and go oh my god they're everywhere isn't that great whereas it was probably a little bit different back then but thankfully I had people like Joe who were in my ear saying keep going you'll be grand you'll get there so uh, you well you're doing Cork and doing West Cork very proud <laughs> so every time you appear on TV uh, you're she's never forgotten yeah. Yeah, exactly they're gone. that's Jackie she's from uh, Ballon yeah. Hasek yeah. her mother's from Roscarby so it's never, never forgotten and and speaking of broadcasting, I'm sure people listening tonight will realise there's one voice missing uh, from this particular outside broadcast tonight and also will be later in the banquet hall. And that is our own Paddy Palmer, who you have soldiered with uh, from day one on That's these right. awards. And many of our listeners might be aware. I know in sporting circles they are aware. And maybe others are wondering why Paddy has been missing for the last mm. while. And unfortunately, Paddy is unwell. Yeah. And we all send him our, our best regards. Um, a tough time for Paddy, his family and all of us in C103 and indeed in Southern star and we'll all miss him tonight Con. Oh indeed we will yeah I mean I've been uh, sort of working with him on these awards since March 1998 and uh, over the years as you can imagine we've had some great times here and Paddy always loved coming over for all the slagging and the crack that was going on uh, here <laughs> uh, much of which could not be repeated in a, a public radio station but uh, uh, certain uh, <laughs> love of it was but, yeah. but, and he created a lot of it don't worry well yes it was mainly down to him alright but uh, 
we, we knocked some great times out of it and uh, it's, I'm very sorry that he's not going to be here tonight but Paddy if you're listening we send you all our very best wishes and we hope to see you back at these Sports Star Awards uh, in the coming year Indeed as he says himself he's going on a journey but I've no doubt will be positive and he will be back with us here at this particular outside broadcast and indeed uh, in Ross Carberry uh, this year ahead and into next year so Paddy best of luck from all of us here at C103 Sport for the moment my thanks to you Con Downing and my thanks to you Jackie Hurley you two are going to be busy now later on Jackie's our guest speaker and Con of course will be speaking as well at the particular banquet so you're looking forward to uh, the night so Jackie I'm looking forward to it I need to go back upstairs get dressed get ready get organised to go uh, I'm really looking forward to it because like I said I've heard really great things about this one and uh, it's going to be a long good night hopefully Con yes, yes, yes indeed it'll be a long night don't worry, <laughs> worry Jackie. I've heard that too it will be and Con Downing's buying no alright thank you guys thanks a million uh, that's Con Downing there editor of the Southern Star and Jackie Hurley of course well known a sports personality and also with RTE News uh, Sports Radio and Television that's it uh, from us tonight uh, here in Ross Carberry first of all my thanks to everybody here uh, all the monthly award winners who have joined us at this evening in Ross Carberry uh, to Neil and to Helen and all the staff here in the Celtic Ross to the C103 Street Fleet of Michael, Ali and Alan to Ken Parrish on sound here in Ross Carberry to Graham Martell who's on sound back at base to Alan O'Connell who is our broadcast assistant I'm John Paul McNamara good evening from Ross Carberry and now we're going to cross live to Crow Park for a second half commentary of the All-Ireland AIB Hurling Intermediate Club Championship Final it's Father O'Neill's taking on Tullerone of Kilkenny with analysis from Paddy O'Sullivan and commentary from John Cashman for Martin Kuhn, he's got a goal. Oh my goodness, what a goal. Martin Kuhn with his...